No, I have no chill. I have but... no chill either, but... None of us have any fucking chilling. Neither. That's why this is so extreme. If the two of us are saying chill out, that's when you really need to start paying attention. Like we get it, we get it. You guys are kissing. We got it. We get it that you guys kiss each other. Like come on. Hi, welcome back to Not For Everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one hater and one lover. I'm Jess. I'm the lover. I'm back. Hi, Caroline. Hey, boo. I'm the hater and I missed you so much. (laughs) I missed you. I'm so excited. I have so many notes for today. I don't know if they're any good, but I have them written from being sick and like thinking a lot about oh yeah you had a lot of like (laughs) delirious thoughts that you were like this could be a good one I realized that when I'm sick like I get really fucking weird I get really introspective I get really hard on myself I'm like you're a piece of shit doing nothing with your life (laughs) you've been sitting in this bed for a day literally and I'm not usually, like, it's funny, your whole um, solo episode was about self-hatred and stuff. Yeah, you were like, don't relate. I mean, I actually did relate to a lot of it, and I thought it was, I told you, like, required listening. I thought it was so amazing. I listened twice, but... Oh, I'm going to murder you. I, but at the same time, like, it's not a day-to-day struggle that I have with self-hatred and negative self-talk. It comes up, but it's not constant. Okay. Apparently, when it comes up the most for me is when I'm sick. And I reflected back on the last few times I've been sick, and it is definitely a trend. And what ends up happening is I become, like, even – I, like, force myself to be productive. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't work. I'm taking a sick day from work, but I'm going to, like, update my resume. Or I'm going to – last time I was sick is when I – like left you a voice memo and asked you if you wanted to do a podcast together. Like, <laughs> it, I get to a low where I'm like, you're not doing shit with your life. Start a podcast, please. I need to take action. <laughs> if Jess gets sick, she's starting a new podcast. <laughs> Truly. And then another time, the first time I had COVID, I've had COVID twice or something. First time I had COVID is when I planned peaking. Like I Lol. swear. And I, this is not to make, this is not That's like so funny. that stuff you see on Instagram where people are like, be productive with your like downtime, be productive with your pandemic. Who the like, fuck is saying that? What idiot is saying that? I feel like during the pandemic, there was so much shame Ugh. about like, are you starting a business or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's so I'm funny. not trying to be that person. Yeah. No, I know you're not. I was going to say, I do feel like your problem with getting sick and getting down yourself is because you're so hyperproductive. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I don't even see that content that much on, anymore on Instagram. I feel like I see so much more giving people permission to relax and do nothing. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. All right. Now, we, you know, the pun- pendulum swung too much. Let's, ab- <laughs> let's abuse them a little. I need a kick in the ass at some point. Somebody has to yell at me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do do something. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I agree. That is actually the pendulum swing that happened. So you'll just start thinking like, you're a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. Do the voice. Do the voice. Do the mean just voice. You're a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> I really get so mean to myself. And it's a weird cycle because usually when I get sick, it's not just like a virus that I catch because of germs or whatever. It's like... Usually I'm run down yeah. and I'm tired and I'm burnt out from working. And It's a virus you made for yourself at I kind work. of like created it and made myself sick by like continuing to spin. And then I have like a day where I'm sick and I can't do anything. 
and I feel terrible about that. And then the next day I try to pretend that I'm not sick anymore and like be really productive. And then the third day, my dad is like, go to urgent care and get fucking medicine. Like, what are you doing? And so I finally do that day three. I should have done it day one. Like, this is the cycle of me being sick every time. And then I start feeling better. And then I'm like, now I'm having the best week ever. I'm productive. I'm happy. I'm rested. <laughs> it's the perfect recipe. Just as five steps to having the best week ever. Run, run yourself into the ground. Start a podcast. Tell yourself you're the worst. Initiate a new habit of self-hatred that you've never had before. F- talk to your dad. And then have a great week. <laughs> totally. Five-step process. Yeah. Your dad. Not my your dad. Your dad, please, for the love That's of God. That's actually something please. I did want to bring up from your yeah. episode. Please. The petty complaint about people who just refer to their mom as mom. To, I like, couldn't the tell in the vacuum of talking to myself alone. I literally was like, I think I gave like eight different explanations of it that didn't even make it on the <laughs> podcast because I was like, I can't, I cannot tell if I have explained this. Does this, this. make sense? Does yeah. this make sense? I hate this person. Also because using pronouns and it's just me talking and there, I was like, I need someone to role play this with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it made sense because it's pissed me off before. Like. I don't know. Maybe it didn't make sense to somebody who's never thought of it, but I think of it when it happens and I lose my mind. I'm like, how literally how self-involved are you that like, I feel like I'm watching you like fuck your own mom. Like I don't want to watch. It feels (laughs) so intimate and so wrong and so self-involved. I'm sorry that I just made everyone listen to that statement, but like, that's what it feels like to me. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. No, a hundred percent. The other thing that I that came out of that part of your episode was people being like, I even say my mom when I'm talking to my siblings. And I would like crazy. That's crazy. I would like to make a statement about this because my sister does that. I texted you about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My sister (laughs) will be talking to me about something that happened with our mom and say my mom stop hogging the mom hurtful it is so hurtful that's crazy that's crazy (laughs) and she constantly like it started as a thing that she just did subconsciously and she didn't really realize she was talking like that maybe because she's used to saying my mom to her friends so like okay no everyone ever but everybody else is able to make the translation that's psychotic caitlin you need help (laughs) <laughs> but eventually I was like, this is, I hate when you do this. So now she does it on purpose. But people that's were good. writing us and yeah, that's just reasonable. People were writing us like, I'm a good person for even saying it when I'm with my siblings. And I was like, no, no, you're not. You're hurting them. You're creating a divide in your family. I could go on, but I won't because this is entirely too personal. But yeah, I just, I just couldn't believe people thought that was like the right approach. Don't do that either. Just be normal. <laughs> just, yes. did you like learn grammar? don't understand no notes no no somebody did write in and really cracked me up with a, a, a surprise a surprise approach which they were like it was like mostly caps it was like a long paragraph <laughs> of all caps so it was just like caroline why don't you think everyone can be your mom you need to be more open to oh, people mothering you more people can be your mom that i disagree perfect. it was pretty funny i was like i didn't see that one coming she was like why are you so opposed to people mothering you she, she was like my mom will be your mom if you my need her to be, be she's like why are you so okay. close-minded it was so funny <laughs> yeah that was well done i respect anybody screaming about as long um if you, if you talk to me about something that doesn't matter 
as something petty and you're screaming about it, I immediately respect the argument. Please. Whatever it is. All caps? Please. Yes. Please. I please. believe you. <laughs> if you're yelling it, I believe you. <laughs> if you yell it, that's... I'm a great debater. I just scream. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is like on theme because Mother's Day is coming up too. So, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about mom-related content. Um, this isn't deep. This is silly. Basically, I realized over the last week or two that I have to feed myself as though I am my own child. Like, I look for ways to hide vegetables in the pasta and, like, (laughs) and, like, find recipes where, like, I can trick myself into eating healthy, you know? And I just was cooking something the other day and really thought about it and was like, oh, I am a child. Like, this is what they mean by inner child work, I think, number one. Number two... (laughs) Number two, I'm already parenting, so if anybody tells me, like, gives me shade about not wanting to be a parent, already doing it for my damn self, like, I guess at this point I could throw a child in the mix because I already have the dinner made that is going to work for them. It was just a realization I had, like, as you get older, to get yourself to be healthy and have good habits, you have to, like, do what a mom does to a kid and be like, okay, I'm going to, like hide spinach in the chocolate smoothie or whatever whatever it is in so many ways that's so funny is this the inner child work that would that made me think of what that maybe first of all don't relate second of all I, I, I don't relate to this I don't think I do to the separation of like the a mind that's watching me and then the other mind that get that forgets I hid the spinach oh, and pasta. I, I am very much that you're, way. I'm you have the separation. It made me yeah. think of like, who is it? Like Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. I never know how to say his name. Talks about like the way that we know that we are not our minds is because we can sit and think and watch our minds thinking. And so he's like, so if there is a mind watching me, then I, then what is the being that is watching my mind? Something, something. And it made mm. me feel like if I can hide vegetables in my pasta then who is the one eating the vegetables without remembering they're there this is how we know amazing yes (laughs) yes I mean I do I think in a lot of ways I utilize that to my advantage you know the ability to like set myself up for something and then compartmentalize forget that I did it I mean I know I did it but I'm like tricking there's a lot of ways I have to trick myself especially with like healthy habits I have to trick myself into going to the gym. I have to trick myself into eating, choosing the healthier option. I have to trick myself into, I don't know, a bunch of stuff. I I feel like it comes into play all the time. It is. It's actually like how you design your life. It's the design of life. Is like how do we set up a system where there's going to be as little friction as possible for me like doing the things I want to do. But if like there's a little friction there, if it make it really hard for me to get to the gym – I'm just going to choose exactly. not to. How do I? It, it is true. I do, I do relate to that. And that's smart. That's what being an adult is. I, I agree. Wow, your mom. Happy Mother's Day to you, Jess. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> actually, people, you did refer to me as your mommy in the episode. And mommy. I feel like I am like a I'm maternal. Mom, the mom friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very like I have the plans and I have the. I'm going to make sure everybody eats on time and I'm going to like get us to a bathroom and like, I'm just, I'm that person in a lot of my groups. It's funny. Somebody, um, somebody wrote me like a listener wrote me after the episode where we talked about having kids and she was like, I really relate to what you talked about. And I think it's even more interesting because you are such a maternal seeming and nurturing 
person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that is true. And I think that's why I'm like, I already have my fill. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like that is, that sounds like it's why. It's like, you've been doing the caretaking. You've been doing yeah. it. I yeah. Got, I know how, I, I've experienced it. And okay, everyone calm down. I'm not comparing taking care of myself and my friends to taking everyone care of Everyone calm down. I know. I know parenthood is hard. That's why I don't want to do it. But I'm just saying. I'm going to say, I think all, I think like all of the parents have unsubscribed already. I don't even think they're here anymore. I get surprised sometimes. We get a follow, we'll get a follower that's like, mommy, mommy, Mary. And I'm like, oh, mommy. Like, I want them. To us? Yeah. So many, so many parents, grandparents, like there's a crazy range of demographic that watches my YouTube channel. Um, but for some reason, I feel like I offend more people on the podcast. So I was just like, maybe they've all left. I feel like they... Are you guys here? Maybe some of them have left. <laughs> are you guys here? <laughs> I think maybe some of them have left, but some I of them are not. like... I love them. You know, know that we're all, we're joking Cuckoo. all the time and like... Even when we're not joking, we can look at things different ways. I feel like the we're getting the right mix of people who get it. I feel like we're starting to weed out the ones who don't get it and like gain more of the ones who do. I do feel like it is a weeding. I feel I definitely feel like it's a weeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny that you mentioned being a mom. I was gonna say I've noticed a pattern that I always have, like all the. I'm sorry if you can hear truck beeping outside. It's yeah, it's not. It's not going away. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, excuse me. Just stopped. Um, <laughs> mommy said stop. <laughs> mommy said stop. She spoke. Okay, it's back now. But I always end up like my close friendships are always with someone who treats me kind of maternally. It's just what I'm and I'm always and the role I occupy is like kind of like a monkey of a child. <laughs> um, it just is always I don't know, like I think of Sheila. Yeah, she's very maternal. I think of my friend Tessa. I think of my friend Ashley, like all, I think of you, like all of my close friends end up being very much kind of apparent to me. And that, I don't know, it's like, it's funny because I guess that's not so insightful, but the way you get into, you repeat Mm -hmm. dynamics often in dating. I definitely repeat dynamics in friendships. Like for whatever reason, like that's the only thing I can be in. Like I'm going to be your child and. Oh yeah. And that's going to be good. Well, it. It does maybe kind of have to do with birth order, I feel like. Or that's just another way where that it's shows It's the up. only like, religion I prescribe to. It's the only... Like, don't talk to me about astrology. I'll talk to you about birth order. Yes. It invades everything. Like, the way you act is always ties back to birth order and, like, the way that your family structure and family dynamics were growing up. I feel like I have a lot of friends who, like me, are older sisters, Um and I don't know what that's about. Like, we all band together. But then there are a few. Actually, my closest, closest friends are, like, a youngest child, an only child. Mm. And so maybe in that way, I feel like a bigger sis- big sister to these friends who either were always the youngest or who didn't have siblings oh, or whatever. I also find myself always dating a younger child. And usually in a dynamic of two, like, my two relationships have been youngest sons of two sons um which i don't know if there's anything there are you the are are you the dom am i a dom i wish i was a dom. not not that way but like are you usually like the dominant personality not in bed but everywhere else okay yeah. got it not in bed i'm a i'm a kitty cat in bed yeah we're all kitty cats um <laughs> yeah yeah i got you i got you i don't i don't even know what i am i feel like i i keep ending up with um 
people thinking past relationships keep ending up with people who are like also a big personality and I don't think that works I don't think that really works maybe I need to find my kitty cat I also like to be the person and I don't know if you feel this way I like to be the person that like gets it out of them I know you're quiet and reserved and but around me you're like silly and fun and different or something because I I have that influence on you like it's probably not healthy that I that that's what tickles me it's gonna be different with me but that's ultimately like I know how sick that is but like that's ultimately what everyone wants I don't want you to like be your best self with everyone else and then just same with me I want you to be so much better with me I need you to be different with me preferably better come on (laughs) that's not true that's a joke that's a joke we're not the same as everyone else that's a joke (laughs) I don't know yeah that's a joke oh this is okay this Fucking makes me so mad. Okay. (laughs) I hate when people who don't know me well are like obsessed with me and in love with me and like. Stop bragging. Compliment me a lot. Stop bragging. (laughs) Okay. I need to like make it real. I need to make it real. There's this woman. There's this woman who I work with and she's very nice. No, she's dead to me. Like we work together like every so often for like an hour because there's overlap on this one piece of the thing. And she's out here messaging me how much she loves me and how she thinks I'm a star and how she like can't wait to see me at the event no. and all this stuff. I'm like, we're not friends. It's, it's insincere. You correct me on edge about it. I immediately think about like, what's your motivation? What's your motivation? Because it's not because you feel closest with me because we don't have that. Right. It's not because we're coworkers because we don't have that. So like literally what's your motivation? This happens all the time and even in smaller ways. Like I posted this on Instagram recently. Um, I had something going on and I was working with a customer service agent and there was a lot of back and forth and I felt like I was being like kind of a pain in the ass during this back and forth Um, because it just was taking way longer to do this thing than we needed to. Whatever. Fine. I was not being rude. There was just a lot. Finally, at the end, I was like, thank you so much. I know this was like, took time. Like, I appreciate it. And the person emailed me back and was like, yeah, it's their job. Um, But the person emailed me back and was like, no problem, Jess, anything for you. And I posted it on my story and I was like, vote on whether this is shady as hell. Are we going to hook up? (laughs) Or I'm projecting and they're just being really nice. And it was exactly 50-50. The vote was exactly 50-50. And I was like, I cannot believe more of you don't think this is shady as hell. Because I feel like that, like those types of things really make me mad. Anything when, for you. When somebody like just pretends insinc- insincerity, I think is like a big trigger for me. Like just don't say anything if that's what you can lead with. If you're just going to pretend to love me. So it shows up in like real ways and even in not so real ways, I guess is my point. Yeah. I feel like I feel like even though it probably I'm gonna say 100% it was nothing. It was like such a wildly inappropriate thing to say. Yeah. Anything for you? There's no way that that is in their customer service hand guide script. <laughs> Anything for you? Right. I'm on my knees for you, Jess. Anything for you? Like no. It was an extra flair. They were told to bring flair to work, and that was the that flair was the of flair. the day. Yeah. So that stuff really just. That's a petty complaint. Like, don't tell me you're the best. Don't tell me. If you have reason to say that, then please tell me Tell me that. And lots of people have reason to say that. That's why, it, that's why it's insincere. Because I'm like, I know that people feel good about me. 
yeah. you actually know me. Problem is, I, I am the best, but you just don't know why. I am. <laughs> you you, you don't know why yet. Take your goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. Tease me a little. And then maybe this has to do with it too. I also have an issue. You just said this in response to the customer service rep thing. Like they're doing their job. Um, I also really don't like, and therefore I'm bad at giving this in return. I really don't like when I'm just doing my job and people are like overly complimentary about it. Like it's women. Who is it? It's women. It's women. Amazing job at this thing. I'm like, that's what I was hired to do. And I get paid to do like, if I went above and beyond, if I stayed up late that night working on this thing, if I like really put a custom touch on something like then tell me that. But if I just did my job, like, let's not fake it. It's really, it's like, then when I actually do kill myself for it, what am I doing it for? I'm not going to get any more accolades because you give me accolades when I, like, write a sentence in an email. It's weird. There, there's a lot of aspects to it. I've, I've thought about it a lot because at least, like, I will do that. I will be overly grateful for someone who's just like, this is just a transaction. Like, we both, we don't fucking owe me. Like, mm. and um, I do see, a, obviously, there's a lot of, it's it's kind of related to the, like, too many exclamation points in an email thing that a lot of women do. It's not just women. But I'm I'm criticizing this because I'm, I'm criticizing myself. I do this a lot. And so I've noticed it. And I was in a cafe recently and... Clearly, like, a bunch of staff who owned this coffee shop came in. And, like, the manager or the owner, I think, walked in and it was a lady. And then this other guy came in and maybe he clearly worked under her. But he maybe he was, like, helping to hire. I don't know. The owner sat down and she was interviewing employees to work in the coffee shop. They were doing it in the coffee shop. And this other guy who worked under her came over and brought the owner while she was sitting down getting ready to do interviews. He brought her like a coffee. Um, really not like a saintly act or like a pretty reasonable thing to do for your boss who owns a coffee shop in the coffee shop. And wa- I just was watching this interaction and she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I can't even do the whole thing, but it was so overflowingly, yeah. showingly Showy. grateful. And I actually don't mean to criticize it because I relate to it so hard of this feeling. At least I have it. And it's also not all women. I'll just talk about myself. Yeah. Of just feeling like for me, it comes, it comes from such a a place of, of not being enough that I'm like, I owe everyone. I owe everybody because I suck. So I really owe you a huge thank you. Mm. And it was so funny watching this interaction between what what is it called like a higher up and the guy assisting her and you would never from the dynamic you would have guessed it was the opposite yeah and it, it just watching it I could see objectively because I wasn't watching myself in that moment I was like it would have been fine for her to just say like thank you and just turn back like it's just a thank you you don't owe this person your life and you could also see him receive it and you could see him feel how it was too much and it just affects the respect dynamic and I don't know it, it was like a really to me it was such an interesting vignette because I saw myself in it so much yeah and being on the outside looking in I could be like you can just say thank you and move the fuck on and it actually commands so much more respect like no duh I guess uh, uh, there's probably a lot of people who do not struggle with this but if you do um I don't know it was something that 
it's hard for me to feel that grounded self-respect myself, especially in an office. But seeing somebody else do it and seeing how weird it felt, it made me be like, cut it short. You know, it becomes insincere, which is which also sucks when like there's actually a sincere feeling of gratitude there. You kind of discount it. Yeah, does that make sense? It totally does. It kind it's kind of like the thing we talked about very early on in the podcast where you were like, I really want to reduce the excess like excitement and faking it in text messages because then when I actually am excited, like there's nowhere to go and I want to be able to express that when I really feel that and not spend my energy like overcompensating in other situations. It's the same thing. Um, And I, yeah, like, I, while I, again, it's one of those things where, like, I relate in moments, but overall, I don't have a huge struggle with that, and I... I could see you being more self-possessed in that way. Yeah, I could see that. I guess so, yeah, and, like, it actually is really helpful to hear you describe why that might be happening, because I... I get so annoyed, but at the same time... There's no way it's anything but insecurity. Right, and I think that's why I get annoyed, not because I'm, like annoyed that someone was trying to be kind to me but because I get really upset to see women who are so in like insecure and like leading with that in in these types of interactions where they don't have to um that I'm like no like you don't you don't have to do this you don't have to do this with me because they're they're really not I mean I'll speak for myself I guess I can't know how every woman is feeling but I'll say like in me in that moment it's not kindness it's not kindness for you it's something I'm doing for myself something I'm doing for myself because I feel so out of line I need to like cleanse my (laughs) conscience over the fact that you like did a work task for me. Right. Um, yeah, it's not kindness. It's all about myself. It, it's total insecurity. So, no, it's true. But at the same time, I feel like because so many people do operate in this way, um, it's what the standard, it's, it's, it sets some sort of precedent, at least in some environments, where like that's the standard that people might expect or almost need in order to operate yeah. well in their job. And correct me if you do, if you disagree with this. It's just a theory right now, but I'm like maybe some people really really need that at least because they've gotten used to it. And I'm a person who like if you're reporting to me at work or if I hire you to do a task or whatever, I'm not going to give you that. Yeah. And I feel like that's also like a gap in myself where no. I need to get better well, at. I mean- this Maybe, to some degree. Yeah, I guess to some degree. There's probably, you know, like, so, uh, there, it's a spectrum, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I think that people will start responding to whatever the standard is set, um, whatever, like, that culture right. is. When I start being overly emotive, overly expressive, regardless of the situation, people kind of match you there because people aren't freaks and they're like, oh, I'll just do what's normal. Yeah, so you do end up matching it, but right. don't change what you're doing. Let them, Let them get used to – I feel like you're helping people out by – being like, there's actually this other respectful way to interact professionally. It can it can just be like this. That's nice of you to say. That's like helpful of you to say. Because I do feel bad. It's like one of those things that I've pinned in my head as like something maybe I should work on is getting better at giving um, positive Pat, reinforcement on the when I'm working with people. But I also feel like I'm a very positive person and I'm very easy to work with and I like am grateful and appreciative That's and like it. I operate in a way where I'm I'm not I'm kind and respectful and appreciative. 
and also in a way that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I don't, I don't watch you at work, so I can't say. But working with you, I can't imagine that. I mean, when we work together, you don't really treat me as a friend. Like, we're being professional together. I don't feel like we're not like two. Yeah. When we're talking about work stuff, we're not like sometimes there'll be a giggle, but we're we're doing work together. And the way that you work, I would say, is correct. I think it's correct. I have a complaint. I don't even think this is going to be a silly complaint. This is a genuine complaint. I've always felt angry about even just the phrase aging gracefully. This is a real complaint. This is a real complaint. And aging gracefully and everything it represents, which, you know, it's usually basically just used to describe women that people have decided are getting old in a way they accept. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's often used in like um, an uppity way to describe, yeah, people, women who are aging in a way that I approve of, aka I can't tell that they've used Botox. I can't tell that they've done fillers. I can't tell that they got a fake tan or whatever. Right. It's it's actually not based on whether people have done that. It's based on whether we can tell if they've done that. And so we've decided that that's the way I approve of you getting old. Now, let me say with all of this, I'm extremely superficial. I, despite my zero makeup and hair skills, despite the way my bangs look all the time, like I'm extremely concerned with how I look. I haven't risen above it. I'm weak. But I also, I think this aging gracefully thing is usually, it's kind of used by people, it, I think they think they're implying that they are above all the vanity, mm-hmm. but it's only ever it's only ever used to point to beautiful women. It's only ever used to point to women, you know, like Helen Mirren. They're like she's an example of someone who's aging gracefully, as opposed to who's someone who didn't. I I don't know someone who looks more fake, quote unquote. We, we, we don't, don't even, even know, know who they are. But Helen Mirren <laughs> is like, is still a standard of gorgeous. Like she's an older woman now, but she was like model beautiful. She has unparalleled genes. If she hasn't gotten anything done, which seems pretty doubtful. If she hasn't gotten anything done, it's just not easily perceived. And so we're still, when we point to someone who we're like, they are aging gracefully. That is the way a woman should age. We're still... I think it makes it even more impossible on women because it's saying you still have to be beautiful. You still have to have genes that age in a way that most people's will never age and you have to do it naturally. And it, I feel like people think when they say that that they're releasing everyone from the like tr- the prison of the beauty standard. But I actually feel like it just heightens it. Right. It's just heightening it. Um, because they're they're still they're not pointing to ugly women. They're not pointing to old looking yeah. women. They're just pointing to beautiful women who still look un like um remarkably young, but it doesn't look visibly um meddled with. It's not obviously meddled with. They still just look remarkably young naturally. And it's like, is that better? Is that less? Is that less of a of a beauty prison, I I'm I really can't stand it. I really can't stand it. It drives me crazy. It's very similar to something that somebody messaged us about actually, which is the no makeup makeup look. Yeah. Like that's so desired and sold and like marketed as oh, just like a little bit of like 
blush and you're out the door and people who can pull that off are like the standard of beauty. Look at us. It's no longer the contour and the eyebrows and the whole thing. It's now like natural. And so it's attainable. Yeah. And it's like, not really. First of all, still, there's a lot of makeup behind there. It's taking more effort. Yes. People are spending more money on skincare. People are doing fillers. People are, but you don't know about that stuff. So that when they just put on a little bit of concealer, you think that it's no makeup makeup and they're like naturally gorgeous. And it's like, there's a lot of work behind that. There's a lot of money spent behind that. And it's, it's just a lie. It's Do you know why? Similar. It's totally similar. Because the thing we often evaluate as ugliest in women, at least, is um, being able to see that they tried hard. That's what we hate the most, being able to yeah. see that they tried hard. And so the goal is really to like, look like you didn't try all the time, but people are trying so fucking hard in secret and spending so much money. And um, it's just a deeper prison. To me, I don't know. It's so weird. First of all, why would you care what anybody does? Why would you give a fuck? Even if somebody looks botched, like, why, why do you care? Do you don't care about this person's well-being? You you care that they look bot? Like, why is that even offensive to you? You can say, I don't want to look like that. But this, like, it's kind of moralizing the way that, I don't know. It's it's upholding. It's completely still upholding an impossible beauty standard. Totally. And then condemning people for the way they pursue it, meeting it. I It just drives me fucking insane. Yeah, when you, when you mentioned, like, we don't want women to look like they tried to look beautiful, it made me think about the flip side men because obviously the beauty standards for men they exist they are different and they are beauty boys arguably less um especially with aging like aging men are so celebrated it's like oh george clooney aged like a fine glass of wine whatever like that's the way that people talk about it aging gracefully is pretty much never used about a man it's assumed that he's going to age and look even better as time goes on without doing anything. And I wonder if like the need for women not to try in how they look comes from the fact that traditionally, historically, until recently, men don't really try because that's not the way that like the beauty and fashion and whatever industry around men has been set up. Like mm. they men aren't traditionally the ones who wear makeup. Men aren't traditionally the ones who spend a bunch of time on their hair like it's pretty easy to look put together as a man if you just put on like pants and a shirt that fit you well. Um, and so I wonder if like, because men are so celebrated and like the more they age, the better they look. And like, if they're messy, it's attractive to us and whatever. You've um, applied that to women. Like that has that same standard of like, they don't try and we think they're hot. So you have to also not try. That is interesting. But make sure you still look hot. Like, the, but the standards are different. Do you know what I, it's hard to explain what I'm saying. The parallel. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't seem untrue. I, f I feel like the, you don't want to be seen trying thing is just something that's applied to women, like in all arenas. The same way that like, it's okay to be, yeah. to be seen being ambitious as a man, but it, it is, it comes off differently. In women, and um, I get really, I get a little self-conscious anytime I talk about, like, gendered issues, because what I really don't like is, like, 
I really don't like man-hating. I don't know how anyone could like it. It seems right. so, like, what? The, the answer to, like, a gender issue is hating another gender? That can't be the answer. I don't feel, I don't feel hatred for men. I don't feel hatred for a single group of people. That's incredibly fucked up. Um, when it, so I want to be really clear that anytime I'm talking about these gendered issues, a lot of the time it's the way that I feel or it's the way that I see a lot of, like, women self, you know, judging each other or sometimes obviously it's men as well. But um, I just want to say that like. I think it's clear when people are man hating. Um, I think it's it's good to address because I hate that too. And we never want to come across that way. But I do think you can feel it and hear it when that's happening on like a podcast or in these types of conversations. And it's just gross. It's like yeah, not productive. Yeah, I feel like usually there, if there's something to complain about, it's not usually because there's like one evil mastermind behind it and it's the race of men. Like, no. It's like they're human right. and relatable and understandable reasons, probably a million little reasons that we all ended up doing this thing. There was this comic that I saw this week that I loved that was just like one, one image Um, I think like a man and a woman standing by a desk in an office. And the question from the woman was, what's the difference between being assertive and aggressive? And the man said, your gender. And I thought that was really interesting. It was like a, you know, office humor, corporate, corporate humor type of comic. Um, But it's just the truth. It's like, we're not trying to alienate half of the population and hate on them and whatever. But we live in a patriarchal society that was built that way and we're trying to make sense of and break down parts of it and um there's still a lot of work to do and there probably will always be and like that's one of those inherent things that like things that women do to show that they're ambitious to show that they're putting in effort to show whatever it is or or just to get the outcomes that they want like end up it has to look differently end up being interpreted differently yeah yeah that's so true okay this one is maybe divisive. I don't yes, care. Yes, yes. Um, I'm curious your perspective on it. So <clears throat> the words, uh, the terms of endearment that are often used amongst lovers. First of all, terrible movie. Terrible movie. Oh, I never saw that movie. It's a terrible movie. I feel like it was a classic. Ever, I feel like I'd heard of it as a classic. Yeah. I've been going through an 80s movies phase and turned it on the other day and it was like, Unfucking watchable anyway don't ever watch it it's sucked watch cruel intentions instead i don't know cruel if intentions those is amazing have anything to do with each other but that's my they're, favorite they're incredibly from unrelated yeah <laughs> keep going <laughs> keep okay going. plug for cruel intentions um okay the terms of endearment that are often used in a romantic relationship are babe and baby i feel like they're divisive some people love to use them some people hate to use them some people are like me where I don't really I haven't really made up my mind. I don't use them currently in my current relationship, but sometimes it almost slips out and then I'm like, "No, don't be that girl that says babe." And I like <laughs> stop it from happening. And I wrote in my notes like there are three places where babe and baby can be used and like they're very different, I think. So one is in general just like to your partner. I think like I can be okay with people doing that. I can probably be okay with myself doing that. I feel different based on the word. I feel very differently based on those. Babe or baby? Okay. We'll get into You'll never catch me saying babe. You'll never catch me saying babe. Interesting. But baby is different for you. Um, I I feel like it's probably happened. Um I I feel like it's probably happened, but I'm not a big one. I'm not I'm not big on it. Yeah, I'm not big on these. Okay. 
So that's, that's just in general. Number two is in public. And number three is on Instagram. So the thing that made oh, me, no. the yeah, thing that made me write this in my notes was somebody who like wrote in a caption no. something about baby. Oh, it's people being like, happy birthday, baby. Or like, <laughs> you're my baby. And I don't I know. Don't, I don't want to watch you have sex. I don't need to watch you have sex with your partner. Actually, I would rather watch that than read a caption of you calling them baby in public. 100%. That's like to them, but it's also in the third person. I would rather you post. Text me the video. That's fine. Just give me the video. Just give me the video. (laughs) Yeah, like what? Whose time are we wasting? At least let me get something out of this. No. It drives me insane. That's why I don't know. On Instagram. That on is so Instagram, wow. You nailed it. You nailed there's it. three different settings and like they're all a little bit different. I mean, doing it in person in public is also a crime. Like the dinner yeah. party episode of The Office. That's <laughs> immediately what I thought of the it's, dinner party. It's what you babe. have to think of when when Michael and Jan are like in a fight and they're like, babe, babe. And then <laughs> everybody leaves their dinner party and makes fun of them being like, oh, babe, did you do this? Could you pass me the this? Um, it's often a sign that like there's trouble in paradise actually based on that scene that's my interpretation of babe in public that's so funny yeah yeah those words are just I don't know I feel like it's a little bit like peeing on your territory you're like just in case you guys forgot that's my babe that's that's my babe I pee on him I pee on him I pee on him in front of you. Watch me pee on him. That's my babe. So I feel like that's what it is. It's like in case you forgot, have a little bit of chill. Have a little bit of fucking chill about your relationship. Right. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. No chill. No, I have no chill. I have no chill either. But none of us have any fucking chill. No, neither. That's why this is so extreme. If the two of us are saying chill out. That's when you really need to start paying attention. It's like, we get it. We get it. You guys are kissing. We got it. We get it that you guys kiss each other. Like, come on. It's just too much. How do you feel about PDA? And like, there's obviously levels and there's locations. It depends. I'm not yeah. like a hard no. I think I need some PDA or I'm like, do you hate me? I need right. some PDA. Um, but do you consider like hand-holding or an arm around each other PDA? Because I don't. That's just like... I- I mean, it is it is objectively PDA because I'm not doing it with homeless people. So it is like <laughs> a, an, it is an intimate it's an intimate affectionate thing. Unless you're doing it with homeless people, no. But it, it is an intimate affectionate thing. But I'm like I don't even bat an eye at that. If you can't fucking hold my hand, we're not gonna date. Yeah. We're not gonna date. Like we're not gonna date. I can even do an occasional makeout in public. It depends. Sitting. I will tell you where it's not acceptable. Sitting at a fucking bar. A sitting at a fucking bar or a, a make out a okay. make out sitting at a bar yeah totally just send me the video just send me the video <laughs> i mean a make out sitting at a bar was the poor a very... bartender can't has no has no exit <laughs> i i will no say exit. that i've done it too many times of course times. i've done it of course i've done it but actually not with a boyfriend like just with the person that was sitting at the bar just with just with the homeless person just with the guy the guy you found at the bar no totally Um, because you're shit-faced because you're you're shit-faced so like that's a different thing but if you're in a a relationship first of all the things i've done i was shit-faced we're not nothing none of our petty complaints apply to that (laughs) no because you're out of control one time literally one time One time I was like in college and I was in a club It was in New York City. I was in a club. <laughs> Haven't been back since. I was in a club and I, you know, met some guy and he 
looked really cute. Granted, it was really dark in there. Yeah, you can't tell. And the club was like shutting down or something and we were leaving and he was like, oh, do you want to come back to my dorm? We were like 12. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And um, we left the club and like walking and as we like walked into like the lamplight of the streets, I was like, man, you are not the way I thought you looked. <laughs> That's the worst. And this whole time, like idiot Caroline, wheels spinning so fast, but like so slow because I'm pretty drunk. As we're walking to his dorm, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think, I don't even, first of all, no. And, <laughs> but can't, can't get out of anything. Can't get out of anything for the life yeah. of me. Get yeah. all the way into his dorm. We end up like in his dorm room, talking to his roommates. I'm like trying to just like no, prolong the, the conversation with his roommate, talking with the roommates. And then eventually he's like, let me show you my bedroom. And I'm like, okay. And, um. <laughs> What happens in there? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see your decor style. And um, I'm like looking around and stuff, like trying to like be anywhere not near. No candlesticks. I I immediately don't. Yeah, I immediately don't want to hook up with this person at all. But I also have zero ability, especially at this age. I had like zero ability to like speak up for myself ever. And I'm just like looking around at stuff on his desk. And then all of a sudden, I've I had the brilliant idea. I was like, wait what dorms did you say we're in? Like, whatever dorm we were in. I was like, oh, my God, wait, what floor are we on? He was like, ninth floor. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, my best friend lives on the fourth floor. Like, I'm, can I run downstairs really quick? No. Stop. To say perfect. hi to her? And and he was like, okay, okay. What was he going to say? What was he going to say? This is, somehow this is the only reason, like, way I could get out of the dorm. And I, like, ran out of the dorm and I ran to the elevator and I just wanted to run out of the building. I was just going to run home. Um, and I was standing there like waiting for the elevator and the elevator was taking so long. And somehow in my inebriated state, I was like, they're going to come for me. Like they're coming for me. They're going to like drag <laughs> me back into the room. And so I couldn't even wait for the elevator. And I ended up re- running down the em- emergency exit stairs. Oh and and I was in these high heeled zebra ankle boots. I remember. I they were like that somewhat furry zebra ankle boots. <laughs> and I ran down like nine stories and all the way down 14th Street <laughs> in Manhattan, running all the way home. I was just like, so, I was so sure they were running after me. They. Oh my God. I don't know why. They. And, um, and <laughs> Him all, and the this roommates. Guy, yeah, all this guy knows is that this dumb idiot in a pair of zebra boots like, boots, like came to his dorm and then, you know, went to, just demanded to go say hi to her friend on the other floor and, and never came back. And I just felt so dumb about that. Did you thing. ever run into him? I know that NYU is a big school, but like that would have been oh, my worry at my school. I feel like I ran into his roommate at some yeah. point, but um, I think I actually did, but I don't remember. Forgettable faces. Oh my God. Yeah. The number of times, I mean that's not something that I want to go into on the podcast, but just like the number of times that you end up in those situations and you don't come up with a genius plan like that and you end up doing the thing that you don't really want to do. And it's not because it's anyone's fault, really. It's kind of my own fault in my my situations I've been in. You know, I didn't know how to say no. I what if they think I'm mean? Like, I wouldn't want that. Guess I have to do this now. Like. Somebody wrote in, somebody DM'd us, petty complaint. My husband and I hate 
when we see couples that look like they're related like how much do you how much do you love yourself that you found the opposite gender version of you or same gender but i usually see it with hetero couples or worse why are you romantically interested in a carbon copy of your sibling are we wrong here completely agree okay completely agree i have mixed feelings on this one i see it all the time and i've been an offender of this i could see that for you <laughs> I don't think that all I don't I think that most of us are not straying as far from our own faces as we think. I think there's like certain we are not. features. I think that there's like certain features that make you feel comfortable or that feel like familiarity to you. It's actually that is a psychological phenomenon. I took psych in college and that's I the took one, one thing psych I learned. Class in college. <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but if there's one thing I remember learning in my one psych class it was this, like you are attracted to people who have a familiar face, even if it's like one thing. Yeah, like bone structure, face shape, coloring, like all these different things. It makes you more comfortable. It makes you more drawn to somebody. So yes to the complaint. And also there is something psychological about it that like we're all probably falling for to some degree. No, this complaint made me laugh so hard because the thing, I mean, it does make me think of there's those instances where it's like, come on, you guys look too much alike. Like, obviously, couldn't you just like get a mirror and like have a fun time (laughs) there? Like, can one of you just like get a nose job or something? Like, could you just, yeah, fix this? Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm actually thinking of a very specific couple, two specific couples I know who, it, there's a line, there's a line and some people cross the line and I. It is funny when they look too much like your sibling. Yeah. I don't even think I could date someone who has the same name as my brother because it's obviously immediately like a joke, um, which, you know, that's, that's related to nothing, but I really don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Something like that. Like. It's too... It's too hot. My boyfriend has the same name as my, one of my cousins, and it's already... Luckily, it's a cousin I'm not that close to compared to the other yeah. ones. It would be yeah. touch and go if, if it was a different one. That's funny. I'm pretty over the whole visible panty line, like, avoid it <laughs> type of attitude. Wait. Wait, you're overseeing people's panty lines, or you're no. over people being precious about seeing them? I'm over the the latter. Like, just okay, get over cool. it. I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> yeah, like I am wearing underwear. Oh, that's funny. That's, I mean, yeah, I love that because I totally get paranoid about it. But it's like, I hope we're all wearing underwear. I don't have time to get paranoid about it anymore. It's like sometimes all the thongs are in the laundry. Sometimes they don't really like work with the, with the rest of the outfit. Like something about it. I need more support. Yeah, it's going to be a panty line or it's going to be a camel toe. Like, take your pick your poison. Oh, Which one do you want? I'm actually really, I have, like, a huge camel toe problem. <laughs> I need to fix it. No. Uh, no, You know who also, it. that is something that does bother me that I'm trying to fix. And I found out that if you buy leggings that don't have the front seam, it's better. Yeah. It's funny, that that front seam is just as splitting it as hard as it can. It's splitting it, it is putting it as hard as it can. Something funny, or like, not funny at all, and bare, barely even interesting. Something barely even interesting is that I've realized that it's something that I would feel super self-conscious of, like going to the gym. Oh my God, I don't want to like, don't want to visible camel phone going to the gym. I don't want the guys to look at me, whatever. Sometimes I can even see guys like eyes go down. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. damn it, what am I going to cover it now? And I'm um, just look at it. 
And um, whatever. That's what happens when you're in fucking tight leggings. Right. And and weirdly, making YouTube videos has given me, I think you'd think it'd be the opposite. Like, it can make me really self-critical sometimes, but it's also... I don't get that stressed out. I think I often look hideous in YouTube videos because if someone were to ever comment something negative about how a person looks, it's like, that is so low. That's so crazy low. That's not ever a comment that bothers me. It's like, oh, you're just announcing that you're like so pathetic. How, how bad and inconsiderate of a person are you to do that? So something about YouTube videos, I feel kind of freed Hmm. of my physical appearance and um, in a way that I don't in real life. But it's something where I'm like, yeah, if someone were to be like on a video like, oh my God, she's a camel toe, I'd be like, yeah, I'm like a female human. Yeah, right. I am. But but I'm still kind of afraid of a guy like thinking that in the gym. I don't know. Yeah. So I also once read that if you can just like put a, put a pad, just wear a pad f- fucking for leisure oh. in your underwear and it prevent, guess what, I tried it? No. The legging seam wants to get in there no matter what's no, blocking it, I guess. it's really trying to part the seas, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that has to do with, like, this is a person in real life who I could meet and, like, could form an impression of me that would matter compared to, like, a guy in the gym versus the internet is like, I don't even know these people. Does that I think it's play into I think it? it's more like when I think about someone snickering about it in the gym, it's like them going and talking to another guy and like laughing about it. Yeah. I'm so afraid of this I'm so afraid of like guys laughing at me behind my back. Mm. As opposed to on the internet where it's just like somebody leaving a comment. Like you went out of your way to just write a comment just to like crush right. my day. What a low person you are. Yeah, totally. Um, you can write that person off as like, I don't care what a person like that has to say. Truly. Yeah, that is it. And let's wrap it up. Cool, girl. This has been not for everyone. Um, we're a podcast, and you <laughs> know it. You fucking know it. Uh, I love what, your uh, little What else? <laughs> you come you up with us. a fun little thing to say every time, you know? So keep yeah, thank you. On my camel toes. On my camel toes. Keep me on my camel toes. I want that on a shirt so bad. Keep me, bitch be keeping me on my camel toes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode was worth it for that line. Oh, keep me on my camel's house. I'm like holding myself laughing. <laughs> Just that's one of my favorite things you've ever said. We Thank would you. love for you to keep us on our camel toes. Keep sending us DMs, petty complaints. We're on Instagram, not for everyone pod. Um, what else is happening? Jessica's at Jay Z DeBakey. Caroline's at the Good Sitter. And we got stuff up on YouTube. I don't even care. I don't even like sharing my Instagram. I, I know, but that's Instagram. why I'm going to do it. You shared mine okay. in your episode and didn't say anything about yourself. It's time for the good sitter to be known. She's already known. But like, just, I hate if you're not Instagram. following her for some reason, I, just I feel like I never. I feel like I never do the right things on Instagram. You do a I great suck. job. You do the zoom-ins. I'm learning a ton from it. I do the zoom-ins. Thank you. <laughs> All right, fine. That's true. You know what? I'm great. I thought about it and I'm great. Okay. I'm... Um, I don't think there's anything else I want to say. In no, this outro. share this episode, share a different episode, uh, leave us a review, and TTYL. Bye, bitches. Kisses on the lips. <laughs> in <Okay>. public. <laughs> in public. <laughs> Not at a bar. It might be all complaints today. I mean, is that not what this podcast is very quickly becoming? I'm like, oh, yeah, cool.
This is what we do now. It's now it now it's like natural to me. So we're really in the swing of it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad.